restructure your retirement and grow your wealth through real estate all by leveraging other people's money. The hardest part of real estate investing is not market knowledge, technical skills, or even the math. The hardest part and most important part is raising capital to fund your deals. At least it used to be. But we got the answer to simplifying capital raising, take you from scatter, stress, and scrambling to confident and excited. Join our five-day Raise More Money Challenge, your key to learning how to raise all the money you need for every single deal. Head to RaiseMoreMoneyChallenge.com to join now. Don't get caught up in the single biggest struggle experienced by multifamily apartment general partners and capital raisers today. There's not a shortage of money or willing investors out there. You just need the right tools for attracting them and we got just the thing. The Raise More Money Challenge teaches our exact blueprint for attracting leads and investors to keep your capital rolling in. No wealthy friends or connections needed to start. You'll have an immediate and actionable way to raise money fast. Join the challenge at RaiseMoreMoneyChallenge.com. That's RaiseMoreMoneyChallenge.com. We're in a period of economic winter, and winter can mean a lot of things, right? Like cozy sweaters, hot cocoa, spending time with family. But for the economy, winter can also mean uncertainty. We may not be able to control what the government does when it comes to the trillions of dollars that they're printing, but we do have control of one thing, and you can make sure that you're on the right side of the economy by doing the things that you need to do right now. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the nine to five. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. Can you imagine wiping out your debt using inflation? Can you picture using inflation to your advantage for real? Sam Ewing once said, inflation is like paying $15 for a $10 haircut that you used to pay $5 for when you actually (laughs) had hair. Today, we're going to be talking about how it's possible to wipe out your debt using inflation. Whether you're a person in debt or a person out of debt, Our goal in this episode is to expand your mind on what is possible. You see, we're in high inflationary period right now, which for most people, they aren't just hearing about it, but they're also feeling it, like in their pocketbooks. And everyone has growing debt, the government included. Everyone has growing debt, and the debt that we're talking about here comes in the form of credit card debt, homeowner mortgage debt, student debt. For the feds, we're talking about the trillions of dollars that they've been printing and pumping into the economy to fund their form of debt. We're in a period of economic winter, and winter can mean a lot of things, right? Like cozy sweaters, hot cocoa, spending time with family. But for the economy, winter can also mean uncertainty. We may not be able to control what the government does when it comes to the trillions of dollars that they're printing, but... We do have control of one thing, and you can make sure that you're on the right side of the economy by doing the things that you need to do right now. AKA, not breaking that picky bank accounts as opposed to wiping out whatever money you may have. So let's talk about everyone's favorite subject, debt. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's as everybody's favorite topic, but of course, the Kitty Sister are definitely a fan of good debt. Oh yes, of course, like good debt, which we've talked extensively about. Good debt is when you leverage debt to build your long-term wealth. But actually, now we're not talking about that kind of debt today. We're talking about the evil twin sister to the good debt, which is <laughs> bad debt. The type of debt that people rack up, you know, right now in droves. 
In today's show note, we'll link up a valuable resource about the type of debt people are racking up. The average credit card debt per household is around $14,241. In student loans, the average is $58,112. And the auto loan average is about $31,000. The average mortgage is about $202,000. All Americans are getting to massive debts, from student debts to homeowners. And the federal government are not sending a good sample either because they themselves are in hot water because of all the debt that they've generated. If you look back at the great financial crisis of 2008, you saw it manifest in the credit market because the subprime borrowers defaulted and that caused the mortgage-backed security to underperform. This caused the entire market to go into a near freefall, really to almost bring down the entire system, as we can recall. The result, the Fed took its balance sheet from $800 billion, which is it was during the 2008 crisis, and it took it all the way up to $4.5 trillion, which is mega expansions of the amount of money in the system being circulated. Why did they do this? Well, the primary purpose was to reflate the stock bond and real estate markets. And they pump money into the market by making per monthly purchases in the tune of around $80 billion a month or a trillion dollars uh, per year in treasuries. Then they took about another $40 billion a month or about half a trillion dollars, wow. which is like trillions, it's crazy, in um, buying back mortgage-backed securities. And this is all happening for a really long period of time. Cue the Fed's printing money to prop up the financial system further diluting the dollar, taking it down to a very low valuation that we're seeing today with the inflation that we're happening. And if you look at how much the money was printed during the height of COVID-19 pandemic, you would see a starting set of numbers. Nan, that's a really great point. According to Nasdaq.com, as of March 2021, COVID costs totaled $5.2 trillion. In context, World War II actually cost $4.7 trillion in today's dollar. And all in the money that were printed is about $13 trillion. 5.2 for COVID, 4.5 trillion for quantitative easing, 3 trillion for infrastructure, bottom line mountains of debt causing inflation. So guys, let's take a look at the US debt clock right now. Heads up, it's moving, which shouldn't come as you know a surprise for you guys. The US government has been wrecking up more and more debt, 30.6 trillions in US national debt, and in the US unfunded liabilities, over $170 trillion at the time of this recording. Here's a not so fun fact, y'all. 80% of all US dollars in existence were printed in the last 22 months, from 4 trillion in January 2020 to 20 trillion in October 2021. Yikes. The first money printing, sorry, we mean quantitative easing, technical term, has accelerated. And the reason for this is they want to increase the liquidity of the US banks and inject trillions of dollars into the economy by purchasing federal assets and bond and sending out stimulus checks to millions of Americans. But where did the money come from? Well, the Fed had to borrow this by selling debt in the form of U.S. Treasury bonds and other type of securities. Then after the bonds are sold, the federal government gets into or the Federal Reserve gets in work and start printing money. As in control pre <laughs> the bottom line is that we're hemorrhaging cash at a federal level to keep businesses afloat, creating income for people so that they can live, work, and eat. And as a result, it's creating more and more debt. So there are two things happening at the same time. One, the government is creating a bunch of debt, right? And two is the families are creating lots of debt for themselves. And now let's take a look at, you know, inflation. Inflation touches practically every part of someone's lives, including gas, groceries, and rent. And I cemented belief in many families that the economy is just not working for them. Here's what Washington Post said about inflation. Inflation reached a new peak 
in May 2022, with the prices climbing 8.6% compared to the price the year before. In the you know, latest big sign that the federal policies to slow the economy are not working. In June 2022, the Fed's hiked interest rate by three-quarter percentage point. What this means is that the federal governments are attempting to cool down an overheated economy by dampening consumer spendings and demand for goods and services so that the prices can fall and simmer back down. This move is aggressive in fact, right? It's the central bank like most aggressive move to slow the economy since 1994. No one is walking away from this inflationary hike unscathed. From high interest rates for mortgages, credit cards, student loans, autoplay, this inflation causes all of us to hold our wallets a little bit closer. After the interest rate hike decision was made, Chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, he was quoted as saying, we thought the strong action was warranted at this meeting, and we delivered on that. It is essential that we bring inflation down if we were to have sustained period of strong labor market conditions that will benefit all. The picture is clear and plain to see. The labor market is extremely tight and inflation is too high. And it may not even be over, right? Powell also said he expects more hikes of three quarters of a percentage point, but it's unclear exactly when or how many. Founder of economics himself, Ronald Reagan, once said, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightened as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. The Kitty sisters, we say that inflation is your silent robber of your wealth. Not exactly the most comforting quote, but inflation doesn't have to be scary, right? As long as you're on the right side of things. Inflation steals a lot of things such as your confidence and your, secure, um, your security, but it doesn't have to steal away your saving. But inflation can also wipe away not only your debt, but the public debt as well. As we alluded earlier, we already seen things are getting more expensive. Essentials like food, gas, and lumber, etc. And it start innocently. The apple sauce you used to buy for your kids hike up, you know, like 20 cents in a couple of days. Some of us barely notice. But over time, that 20 cents turns into a $3 hike over two years of gradual increases over applesauce. So necessities are going up. That should mean that wages should go up too, right? Not <laughs> necessarily. If you are getting like 2 to 3% raise in your annual salary, and inflation is at 8.5%, you're losing money. <laughs> Yikes. You know, your paycheck might be 2 to 3% higher, but you have no chance of catching up to inflation what is leaving you in the dust skyrocketing to 8.5% annually. You're going to need to take notice of these things when you're negotiating your salary. If your wages are trending less than inflation, then you're playing a game on enemy territory. And guess what, guys? You're losing badly. The same can be said for variable interest. It's also rising with inflation and leaving you behind. However, if you have a loan that has like a fixed interest rate, you're probably gaining ground. And we'll talk about that in a second, right? But you don't have to be stuck in a doom and gloom kind of situation. There are actionable, tangible steps that you could do right now to make sure that you're beating inflation as we move forward. Like a pinata. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, inflation at 6, 7, or even 8% happens from time to time. But your strategy is how you get the best out of this situation and beat it up. Aggressive inflation or not, you're going to do well. Yes. And for those of you who might think this is crazy, you wouldn't be wrong, right? Because most of us really haven't really experienced market like this and live in the high inflationary period because it was like normally, it, it happened back in the 70s, 80s, and most of us weren't even born. We all love nostalgia for good reasons. Back in the 70s and 80s and 90s, people were making money, a lot of money, and they were on the right side of things. 
They understood where society was and the economy were headed, and they put themselves in position where they could move with inflation, not against it. <laughs> so, what did they know then that we're trying to figure out right now? Here, how we get on the right side of inflation. First thing first, bad news for our friends who are saving every cent. You know the type. They won't even throw away their toothpaste until the last squeeze is squeezed squeeze. out. And in this economy, those same savers will lose. Let's break it down. Let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar in the bank, and inflation is now eight percent. If the bank is paying you one percent, which we seriously doubt they are, and inflation rises to eight percent, you're losing eight percent a year in purchasing power of that money. It's not like we're saying like that hundred thousand dollar just disappeared from your account. It's that inflation is just wiping out the value of that money. You'll have the same dollar, the same digit shows up in your bank. It's just worth less. This is why we say that inflation is the silent robber of your wealth. Do you want your cash to be sitting around and accumulating dry powder? Yeah, neither do we, right? Cash is trash, but assets are forever. Again, cash is trash, but assets are forever. Next up, we'll reinforce that dry powder with good debt. What do we mean by this? We say good debt can translate into long-term wealth. Let's break it down with an example. Let's say you get a five-year loan at five percent interest rate, and inflation is also at five percent. This translates into you borrowing the money for free. That five percent is fixed, so is the principal amount owed if you have a five hundred thousand dollar loan five years ago. It's still five hundred thousand dollar today. If you pay it off today, now it's just with cheaper dollars. Yeah, probably twenty five percent cheaper, right? Really good point. So you've heard that they say that diamonds are girls' best friend, right? But no one asks the kitty sisters. <laughs> I mean, no one asks us what do we like, right? Yeah. So our point is that real estate is a physical hard asset that can hedge against inflation. It's actually the best friend. Real estate components such as frame, the roof, the chiller, the concrete, all that stuff is going to be more expensive to build later, just like it was five years ago. Right now, for every rent dollar that increases, our apartment complexes increases in value. What this means is that if we increase rent by one dollar per month per unit, and we have a three hundred unit apartment at a five percent cap rate, this means that the property value already increased by seventy two thousand dollars, and this is nowhere near that eight or nine percent inflation that we're talking about. So, if you're invested in an asset class that yields an interest rate that is on par to the rate of inflation, this is what we mean when we say we're leveraging good debt to grow your long term wealth and use real estate. Real estate is a physical hard asset. That can help you hedge against inflation, and this is the secret ingredient to help wipe out your debt. Okay, so that solved your debt problem. But what about the Fed? As the U.S. debt to GDP ratio rises towards 100%, policymakers will be tempted to inflate away the debt. According to a study done by Josh Eisman and Nancy Marin, U.S. inflation of 6% for four years will reduce the debt to GDP ratio by 20%. A similar scenario happened following World War II. Check out the graph we're attaching in the show notes to get a better picture of what we're talking about. According to the study, both the federal debt and the debt held by the public went up significantly during wartime. Though we're not at war right now, the COVID nineteen pandemic still had an effect on our everyday life. What the government did was drive the inflation up during that period, which resulted in increased debt. And what inflation did, according to the study, is reduce the government debt by twenty percent. As the Fed is spending trillions and trillions of dollars on the economy, one way they could wipe out their debt is letting inflation rise, and that's why Powell said that he expects more interest rate hikes of three quarter percentage points. But back to you, how does the government trying to sort out itself affect you? Right? It means that you should be in debt too, because this is not going to just affect the government's debt. 
Inflation doesn't care if you have it or the government has it. It does what it does. And so, if you buy a one million dollar real estate income prop producing property, borrowing seven hundred thousand dollars in loan, you're also going to be paying off that debt with cheaper dollars. You're going to not only get cash flow from the property, but also benefit from the borrowing fixed rate in real estate. You see, it's the debt that gets wiped out. The money that you borrow to buy the you know one million dollar in real estate to begin with, so you don't really have to pay it back. I mean, you could, but you're paying. You might as well as just paying with you know monopoly money. Here's the thing: you want to be on the right side of things. Inflation or not, it's something that you can't control. But we're not really betting, ladies. But there's one thing that we can bet on is that we know that inflation can get worse. We don't know about you, but we're here to say to be on the right side economic of the economic history, right? You have to start using inflation to your advantage and get that fixed rate of five percent, while inflation is at eight point five percent. When you do, you'll actually be beating inflation while using other people's money. How awesome is that? Plus, you also get to enjoy inflation in rents and in sale as things become more expensive and appreciate over time. But always, always, guys, consult your team of investment professionals. Now, before we leave, we have a question for you, cash multipliers. How can you secure your piece of the inflation pie, aka how you're going to profit during this season? In our opinion, debt is not an asset; cash is a liability. Real estate will be the hedge against inflation moving forward. Now is the time to carpe diem, seize the moment on real estate, as it's a big time buyer's market, not a seller's market. We've been going full steam ahead since COVID started, and honestly, we're really not moving fast enough. In going back to the debt clock, as the governments continue to have massive unfunded liabilities, they are going to be super motivated to have high inflation. Why, right? Because as they inflate, the debt they owe is going to pay off course with the cheaper dollars in the future. Okay, I think we've made our point pretty clear here in this episode. Do not sleep during this period of time in our economic history. Now is your chance to get on the right side of it. We hope you're just as excited as we are to make the move necessary to wipe out the debt using inflation and start focusing on your long-term wealth goals. We love hanging out with you guys, cash flow multipliers. You know the drill. Rate and review this podcast wherever you're streaming from, and keep us on top of your mind and by going to our website, thekittysisters.com. That's thekittysisters.com, where you'll find more resources that you can that can help you reach your financial goals. Until next time, guys, cash flow multipliers. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com/podcast.